All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Today we're bringing you part two of episode 77, Return of the Mac, with my dear friend Paris Mack. Uh, to get you caught up to speed, we are talking about Paris's life right now in his life. We are, when he just started entering, excuse me, entering uh, juvenile detention center, him and uh, he got in a fight, uh, a fight inside a football locker room, and a Caucasian gentleman said something to him, and he split his head open. So this is where we are on the story. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. My friends went over there, African-American. There's only like a few of us that played the football. And um, they went over there and I was just like, I'm not going over there, it's pointless. You know, I already whooped his ass, it's, it's pointless. You know what I'm saying? So then um, I'm getting dressed and I hear a whole bunch of clanging and you know, a whole bunch of people just scruffing and all that other stuff. So I go over there and they're jumping my homeboys, the other black students on the um, on the football team. So, with me, the last thing I remember is grabbing one dude by his hair, slamming him into the locker, and um, hitting another guy. And I'm thinking I'm knocking him out. And that's the last thing I remember. And. Um, Apparently I got dressed and waited for my mom to come. And I'm sitting on the side of the, you know, sidewalk waiting for my mom to come. And uh, my mom finally came and then the people, coaches and everything came. They were just like, yeah, um, your son needs to uh, look at this. You need to look at this. And apparently like I lashed it one of the white kids' head, a Caucasian kid's head wide open from like top to bottom because I was slamming his head in the locker at least 34 to 36 times. Did he die or no? He's no. got bad stitches? Yeah, yeah, staples. And so uh, after that, they were just like, well, Miss Daniels, what do you want to do? She said, send him to jail. So, I mean... So you go to juvenile, right? Yeah, not too long though. What's that like though? Sitting in the freaking box. At 13? 13, 14, I forget. 13, 14, you're sitting in juvenile detention, right? Mm -hmm. People yelling at you all the time? Not really. I guess they were. I don't, I don't remember. Like, Did you kind of like it because you're isolated and you're so used to being alone? Was it really nothing to you? It really was. Like, to be honest with you, you sitting in your own booth. You know what I'm saying? Doing your school where you still got to do homework and everything like that. So it was just like, man. It was pointless. Yeah, it was like, eh. You were so used to being alone that it was nothing to you. It was vacation. I mean, I guess you could say it like that. But, you know, there's different um, alterations to that statement. Well, what was the worst thing that happened to you in juvie? What was the worst thing most where you were just like, I'm tired of being here? Uh, The quietness. Hmm. Quietness, because I, I used to always um, have something running, and I still do, uh, either music or uh, TV or something running in the background. Did you meet anybody there? Anybody that you met in juvenile that you remember or no? You still yeah, I remember, I remember like three or four people, but it was going back to the same shit, that same stuff that was put, be put before me. Got it. And um, 
I didn't need to go down that route again. And so, um, and I met the love of my life. In Juvie? No, 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 no. Oh. Come on, man. Come on, man. Nah, nah, nah. When I got out, when I got out. How old were you when you got out? 15? No, no. I think it had to be for that. I didn't serve that long. Um, but pretty much, like, I met Kiana, and she was a person I loved. You know, we went to different schools and whatnot. We do, and, you know, team love. Still but, real, man. Yeah, well, just about that. And, you know, um, she just actually had her first child. But, um, Okay, so yeah. you're inside Juvenile. You just get out of Juvie, right? You get out of Juvie. You're still inside Texas, right? When did you understand that you black out and you lose control? Because you weren't aware know. that what you did to this dude. Honestly, I still don't know. Do you think your relationships, they can know the patterns of you blacking out? No. You don't think no woman's ever studied you to know, like, he's not himself today? Yeah, I mean, I could know. I know when I'm not myself. Okay. But for me, blacking out, no. Mm-mm. So the earliest remembrance was like ten, eleven. Yeah, that's when it started. And you were just like, if you get to the point, it's balls to the wall. You're not stopping me until I'm completely done. Pretty much. So with this, with this thing, you crack a dude's skull. Pretty sure when you get back to school, people look at you different. Oh, I didn't go back to school. I was already in handcuffs. No, I'm talking about after you get out of juvie. Oh, no, no, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're expelled from school or you go to a completely different new school? I go to alternative school, yes. Alternative school. And that's where you met. That's when you get into the fight. No. No, after I got into the fight from the football. That's when, uh, when I got out, that's when they sent me to alternative school. After I'm talking about where do we connect to With fifth. What fight? No, no, we're talking about when you fought the big, the big dude. Oh, no, that six was four. way before. Oh, because you said that happened, <laughs> yeah. at, you said that happened at 15. No. Uh-uh. And then you got the juvenile. So juvenile happened after. Yeah. You were. Because when I first got this, when I first got to San Antonio, that's when. That's I when, Okay. That's so we're like middle teens, middle teens. Yeah, 15, 16 was when I moved to, back to Georgia. So you moved back to Georgia. Does your dad talk to you at all about this fight? Which one? The one back in? The uh, one where you go to juvie. Nope. What is it? Nope. Nothing. Mm-mm. Do they look at you different because you're the provider of the household? The, they did. Um, did you but, make them call you sir? <laughs> no. no. It's but, Mr. Mack in here. Yeah, I'm paying for that couch that you're on, Mr. Mack. No, I didn't. I wasn't paying. I was just paying the bills, and you know, saying that's a lot for a 15 year old. Yeah, but um, when I got there, back to Atlanta, um, my mom called my dad, and um, was talking about the fight. Was talking about um, something else that I did. Um, I had cracked another dude's head open, mm-hmm. um, and the police were looking for me, and so I had left to go to Atlanta, and so my mom, her last thing was, well, I'm sending it, I'm sending the police to you, I'm sending the marshals to you up in Atlanta, and I was just like, oh, damn, like, 
okay, mom, all right, mm-hmm. mother of the year. And I cussed her out. I forgot what I said to her. I cussed her out and hung up the phone. My dad was just like, my dad, he was sitting there on the couch watching TV. He's like, you know you can't talk to my mom, your mom like that. I was just like, well, she said she's sending the cops here. He said, you know you still can't talk to your mom like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, my dad, we little chill with it. So, uh, you know, but the cops never came. So when, was, when does your dad meet your stepmom? Um, a couple months after, a couple months before I was born. Do you think you played a significant part on your father getting back on his feet? As far as? Financially. No. Less of a burden, though, what you were contributing to the household. I mean, but I didn't, I didn't contribute until 15, 16. But that's when you got back into the house. Yes. And they were, they were struggling pretty bit, quite a bit. And does he know? He knows, but he's just like, what do I want to say to my son? He's, he's. Money's money. Money's what does stepmom say? Does she understand what's going on money too? Money talks. Do you think that money talks granted you the ability to? Nope. I was still on. Uh, honestly, I was still respectful. Like I said, Not even respectful, but like, do you think your curfew was a little longer because you were paying nope. some bills? No. Nope. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, even going to high school. I mean, not going to high school, going to prom. My curfew was at like one o'clock. I had to be home. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I still respected that at the same time. Who was your prom date? Who'd you take the prom? Uh, the first year, I don't even remember to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know. I went to like four proms, so like that's enough. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really remember. Four is way. I, took, I, I know way I took much. this one chick. And she was like, I told her like the day before, like, all right, like, all right, I'm going to go to prom because all my homeboys going to prom. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was very romantic of you. Yeah. <laughs> we had the same like uh, economics class together, you know, we're just like, yeah, all right, let's just do this. You know what I'm saying? And she went, she went home with another dude that night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went home with another chick. Like, Y'all were literally huh? just being friends. Yeah. Okay, so we graduate high school. Rodney comes up to you, apologizes for the man he was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You accept that apology. What does your dad say when you graduate? The same thing that every father will say. Proud of you, son. What does grandma say? Proud of you. She put a little money in your pocket. What do you give a kid that has a lot of money at that age? At that age, I was broke. How do you how do you how do you become broke? How do you lose all this money? Um, well, not really broke, but um, excuse me, I know this. Go ahead, no, let's go ahead. Um, I had honestly thought that I had a, a child. So that's why you stopped. And you know who she is. I don't know who she is. So, you know, mm, that'll stop a man from trap from not, you weren't trapping, but stop a man from yeah, yeah, living yeah. that alternative lifestyle. Yeah. So, you know, I, I ended up when did you find out the kid wasn't yours? Um, I want to say about a year and a half. You were taking care of a kid for a year and a half. I mean, I wasn't taking. I wasn't there physically. Um, when they came, you know, I 
I, I saw I saw them, you know, do the fatherly things. Here's a bike. Here's this. Here's these toys and all this other crazy stuff. Um, what does she tell? When does she tell you the kid's not yours? After the test. <laughs> but I think she knew it already. She knew it. Does she know you live in this alternative lifestyle too, as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. So where I wasn't living it then. So you stopped for her? No. No, I just stopped because I was in a new state. Oh, you didn't know the rules? No, I knew the rules. I just, okay. Hey, look. My, my father laid the rules down. Hey, look, you get here. Stop. You're getting on a clean slate. Like, I left Texas with a 1.2 GPA. But when do you, when does, so in your teens, you send the money, right? You buy the house. You buy the house. And then when you get to Atlanta, you stop. Yeah. Completely. And when, so we graduated high school. When do we go to the military? What transpired for you to go? What option did you not have to go to the military? Who tells you it's time to go? I got a um, attempted murder charge and a um, assault with a deadly weapon charge. At 17? No, I was 18. 17, 18. 17, because 18, they probably would have threw you away. No, I just got the charge. Okay, you beat the charge. Yeah, I ended up beating the charge. Um, But, you know, um, actually, it was still pending when I joined the military, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. It was still pending when I joined the military, and my recruiter actually went to a different county and get my police record. He registered me in a different county and got my police record so that it wouldn't show up. So, um, yeah, I was still pending, and it didn't clear out until I, after basic training. So and they just said, F it, let's just go. Yeah, like, I can't go because, I mean, you got to think, this dude just went over there, and he's doing government shit. What can you do at that point, you know, <laughs> but keep postponing it? So the military really saved your life. In a way. What discipline did you not have that you needed when you got there to the military? To be honest with you, can't even tell you. You don't think so? You don't think you're a whole lot calmer being in the military? I'm a whole lot calmer because I'm with. 26 medications a day. <laughs> what was the hardest thing in the military? Emotionally and physically, what was the hardest thing? Um, for one, sucking it up. Uh, being treated like crap. Mm. And knowing what you're worth. Um, that's honestly... That's one of the hard things, and then just knowing once you once you realize once you realize you know it's a mind game, and that's what they're there to do, but you can't do anything about it. Mm. you know what I'm saying like you know it's a mind game, and you see what they're doing to proceed with this mind game, but you can't do anything about it because you still have to abide by it, the rules. Where's the first place you were stationed? Uh, first place you were stationed was uh, McPherson. 
Where's that? What city? Atlanta. Oh, right there. Right there. Does the military stop you from going back to those ways, or what stopped you from doing it? Um, no, actually, I joined as a reservist. So I was doing the once-a-month thing. Okay. Ooh, do, ooh. But um, Why did you do that? Why did you join reserve instead of going active duty? Because I was, going to, I was actually going to college as well. Okay. And, um, you know, I did college for a couple of months. And to be honest with you, my teachers, my professors or whatever, they were on some bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like my first one, I, I had him at like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning. He would send us a message, my bad. He would send us a message at like 6 o'clock in the morning saying, oh, well, I'm not going to make it. You get what I'm saying? Like, What were your major? Um, business administration at first. What skill did the military teach you? IT. That you still use, correct? Correct. Because you're nice at IT. Um, like really nice. When I got back, I was like, well, how did you get so good at this? IT... IT, satellites, communication, radios, all that other stuff, you know, but it's not what makes me happy. What makes you happy? Music, right? Music. You know that. I know music. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes it's good to segue through the questions, you know. Yeah. So yeah. we're in the military. How many years did you serve? Um, I think I'm about at, I don't know, what is it? What is it? 15? You graduated 2008, 14 years? I'm still in. 12? Yeah, about 12, 13. Yeah. 12, 13 years in the military. Yeah. Right. And we, 2008, so 2013 is when you come to came Tampa. Down, yeah. yeah. And that's when I came back to Tampa. Yeah, that's when I came down to Tampa. Too. That was after my um, tour in you just, yes. Pakistan and Afghanistan. Because I think your mother told my mother... Jared's in Tampa. You know my son's in Tampa. And I was like, what? And then I hit you up, yeah. and then I came through. You had this black and was, Japanese girl. Yeah, the Blasian. Her name was uh, Sahara. Sahara, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I actually had a chick before that, because before all of that, me and my mom weren't talking. I was actually living in a hotel, mm. living out of my car. Oh, how did you get that? How did you get that? Second. How did you get to living in a hotel out of your car? Um, made some poor decisions, being a reservist. Um, like, I can hear my other car out there. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah, that's my other car. I sold it though, but um, you sold your car to your neighbor? Yeah, the Challenger. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they just got back in town, but um. Pretty much was like I came down here with a chick from North Carolina mm -hmm. and um, didn't have enough money, you know, making poor decisions. Like I said, uh, living in the hood, living in dope house, everything like that. You know, like we had our dope. People across the street had their dope, you know what I'm saying? But um, dude across the street got raided. And then, like, I ended up getting in a fight with the supplier's son. And so, like, our stuff slowed down. And so then I was just like, fuck it. You know? What about you causes all these fights? Anger. Is it the disrespect that you feel? Anger and disrespect, yes. What were you so angry about? Um, with him, just the way he talked. The way he talked at you? Yes. 
way he seemed like he was always putting me down, which goes back to being neglected. Mm. Do you think a dope man could love a person? A dope man? Yeah. Like, what were your expectations of him? The no, supplier? I knew he was a piece of shit. Right. Like, I already knew that from the jump. I knew that from the jump, but it was more so of, you know, at least have a moral respect for each other. Okay. And once you don't respect me, I definitely am not going to respect you. Like, even, like, like what I was saying earlier, even if I don't trust you, I can still respect you. Got it. You get what I'm saying? And most people don't understand that. But why are we going back into the dope game? Like, how? Why do you go back? That would just that would just spread it inside of you. That's what you I, know. I refuse to. I refuse to backtrack. So I refuse to go back home. As in the military too. Hmm? You're still in reserves. As we just... Yeah, I refuse to go back home. And I spent what a year, a year in um, uh, North Carolina, Charlotte. So you go Charlotte, and how do you get to Tampa? What pr- promotes you to go to Tampa? Um, got a promotion. And they say go. They asked me, do I want to go? I said, yeah, fuck it. It's a new new place to, to go, new scenery. So and you leave time. the hotel? I leave Atlanta and um, get down here. I, I remember meeting my auntie at South Decat Mall. She gave me about 100 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Some gas and then hard ass down here. Didn't make it all the way. Had to uh, call a couple of my army friends, borrow some money from them. Made it finally after like three days. And um, my. Uh, but how are, how are you blowing through this money? How are you? How do you? How do you not? Because you seem like you're know. so good at making money when you were 15, and know. then you stop, and then you go. What do you blow money on? Do you black out when you spend money? Sometimes, most of it's alcohol. Are you a flosser? I wouldn't say so. Not anymore. But but were you? Yeah. What's the crazy thing you flossed on? My cars, actually. Ferrari. Nah, I ain't never had no Ferrari. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, much like really the Genesis. When did you get the Genesis? Two thousand. I got the Genesis after the BMW. So you're driving a BMW as an E1. Pretty much. Like <laughs> I had a BMW. I had two BMWs, a Mercedes. Um, what else? I had, I had an Audi. Like I had all the foreign cars. And, you know what I'm saying, a dope-ass apartment, two-bedroom apartment. I live, It was me, my girl, and my homeboy paying $1,600 in the middle of Buckhead, Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was Dope boy dream. That's yeah, East Atlanta stuff. Yeah, straight, you know, but, you know what I'm saying? I, and, and the Impala. I had an Impala, too. Lift that thing up on on tools. You know what I'm saying? Like, all my, all my cars had rims, you know what I'm saying, dark tint system in it everything you know what i'm saying looking so back you're a at car it, fanatic no not really but you were at the at time it, looking back at it now it's dumb money that I, I wasted you know i just needed a car to get me from a to b <laughs> right but the chevy yeah. caprice look nice when yeah, you put them yeah, things on yeah, it yeah 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 
man, that, that genesis. No, uh, no, no, no mentorship in the military to so ask you like, yo, Mac, what are you doing? Um, at that point, no. It was more so uh, because our clique, these are the people that I do trust, mm-hmm. finally, you know, after going to war with them. Uh, our clique was so tight, like nobody could tell us anything. How does war change you? What about you changes? Because you got to think about it. You've seen a lot of dark stuff from 10 to 19. You've seen a dude's head split open. You've seen pretty much everything else. Do you black out when you're on that war field? Or is that the most... Pers- head blown off. Seen my homeboy's head blown off when I was 13. Like, it just... What's worse, trauma in the hood? Or the stuff you see at war. Or before you answer that, do you think your life numbs you to the fact of what you've seen at war? I honestly got two answers for you. Not completely how how it would it would really feel, but looking at it now as an older man. The hood would hurt more because we're hurting ourselves. Mm. Um, yeah, the stuff overseas still hurts me, but me being here, like I, I used to feel safer overseas than I did in the United States. Did you feel more appreciated as a black man over there? I felt safer. Mm. I felt safer. Like I didn't have to worry about this and that. Where did you go? Um, as far as... Tour-wise. Uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, Russia, um, Syria, Jordan, and Egypt. Um, Were you ever scared? Walk us through the emotions of what's it like when you step the foot on the soil and you know that there's a chance... Like fear, like fear. Are you ever scared of the military? Is that like a fear that you're going through? Because you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot. Like what's it like knowing that these guys that you are established to trust, like they have to have your back? Um, Just pretty much it's um, being with the same people over and over again. Like, you know what I'm saying, me and you, you know what I'm saying, seeing you, you know. Like Would you let your son serve in the military? Why not? Um, mainly for the fact being that um, it messes messes with your head. Um, I'm a prime factor of that. It messes with your head. Um, the thing is to break you down mentally before they can build you, which is, you know what I'm saying, um, a good concept. But when they break you down mentally, they break you down to where you're not having those feelings. So when you go overseas or when things do happen, don't even feel it. Yeah, you don't feel it. Like to me, you know, um, death doesn't bother me. Not even someone close. No. I mean, the only person that I think will be my grandmother. But, you know, I mean, the last time I actually cried 
was at my great-grandmother's funeral. And that was years ago. And the reason I cried, because my great-grandfather cried. I see. Do you think the military helped you bury sensitivity? Yes. Do you think that affected your personal relationships with women? Yep. 100%. Because I've... When I came around eight years ago, when we reconnected eight years ago, you were in Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. You had the Genesis car, the black Genesis. Still miss it. Black Genesis, and you had, I think you just had one car. At the time, I think I did, yeah. Because I had the Honda Accord. I had yeah. the white Honda Accord, and you just kicked out this girl, and she was Which squatting one? in your house. She was what? Which she was one? squatting. Remember, you kicked her out, and the police said she has to stay until she finds an apartment. Oh, uh, that was the Blazian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Surah. Yeah. But when you met your wife, no, you had other girls in between, though. Mm-hmm. When I would speak to them, when you introduced me to them as you were cooking butt on the grill, or cooking... <laughs> The Boston butt. The Boston butt. We would come over for these massive parishes have these massive barbecues. And every every Sunday. I don't know, every Sunday, Sunday I was just meeting like I met I met like so many people right there. Then I found RJ, we found all these people yeah. and we yeah. all started linking up. And this girl says, She goes, Do you notice I think it was a Blazing chick who told us, she said, Do you notice that he It had to be more, it had to be Ray. Ray it wasn't Ray yet. It wasn't Ray yet. It wasn't Ray yet. It was a okay. blazing chick because she goes, do you notice that he doesn't even care that I'm gone? And I said, no disrespect, but they don't pay me enough to get inside Paris's emotions right now. <laughs> I was like, girl, you better get out of here before he beat both of us. <laughs> she said that he has no emotions. I was like, what? You know me. And, you know, I think it's growing up in, I would say, Southern music raised me because I'm always... Don't matter what it is, I will definitely, I'm always a take it for the team, dude. So I'm always just yeah. going to, just Liza, he Whatever. tells me he loves you all the time. She goes, he does? I say, he's never said it to me. I say, he loves you. He freaking loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she said that. And then when we met Ray, I met Ray because I don't know where I went. No, we, we met at Side Splitters. You met her at Side Splitters? No, me and you met at Side Splitters. And then that's when the first time you met Ray. It was me, you. But I met you before. I'm saying me and you were already kicking it and stuff yeah, like that. it was me, you, her, and then Ben down the street with his wife. Yes. Yeah. And Ray. Because at first, she wasn't. You guys were just talking. Yeah, we were just talking. Y'all yeah. talked for years. Yeah. And she, like, stayed around. Yeah. But she would say all the time, it is very difficult to date him. Yeah. But... She was the first woman that I'd ever see change you completely. I'm not going to say I never thought you would get married, but I never thought I would. When I came back, because I left to New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all were in love. Got married. She was over. No, nah, they're not even in the marriage yet, because yeah. that happened like two years ago, right? Uh, yeah. A year ago. I've been in New York for four years. So when two I got years. back, the first one I came back, I was like, I was like, wait. Yeah, she was all like, I was, she was driving the car. I said, wait, wait, what, what, the freak? And she was like, you want me to make you a plate? I said, make me a plate? What, what is <laughs> going on here? <laughs> and lady was just like, 
I was like, the tall, tall, tall girl. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. Because she, uh, she, she was used to the tall, um, yeah. the other girl. Yeah. I was trying to think of who it was before Ray. It was just some chick, some random yeah, chick. Some because random. she didn't stay that long. But Ray was the one yeah. that we yeah, yeah. made last. Everyone yeah. loved. You like She stayed around. She's yeah. cleaning your guns and stuff like that. She was yeah. like really a I military spouse. And I, I ain't going to lie, I still miss her. Let's but, walk through the first time you met her. Walk me through that the first time you met your wife. Uh, I mean, like, where were I you at? Come, I asked her to come over when I met her to uh, come over the house, you know. But where so, were y'all at? Where did y'all meet? I never know the story. I never knew how y'all met. How did y'all meet? Gas station. Oh, you met her at a gas station? Yes. What did you say? Like, hey, I don't even remember. Can bro. I play from the know you get a chance with it? Did you come like juvenile or what? Nah, nah, nah. It was like pretty much, you know, introducing yourself. Like, hey, can I get your number? Can we speak? Blah, blah, this, blah, blah, this. And she you comes know. over the house that day? No, 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 no. It's like a couple of days. So, um, we, uh. I got no judgment. The first time me and my lady went on a date, she came back with me, so. Yeah, no, no, no. It no, is what it is. So, you know, we got to talking about what this she asked, what I was doing. I was, I was just getting off of work. I think it was like a Friday. I was just getting off of work. And she was like, oh, what you all to? I said, shit. Because I was I'm living by myself. I'm about to start cooking. You know what I'm saying? Well, what you cooking? I'm not sure yet. You know, I figured something out. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got my yingling with me. <laughs> drinking my beer. Yingling. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? I said, you know, you could put in your input of what you want to eat. She's like, well, I have a lot of allergies. And I was just like, oh, really? Like, what are you allergic to? Then she gave out that whole list. You know her whole list. Like, it's like 20 different things. Because I was allergic to mad stuff, too. So I was like, oh, I'm yeah. glad she's here now. So now we yeah. got some diversity in this lineup. Yeah. What, what did I make? Um. That's how you know, like it's it's been a while, but uh, I made I made something. We used to eat that every year, but um, touchy subject. But um, what would you say if you could do it all over again? What would you say something that you could have gave her that you didn't give her? More time. What about your time was limited with her? Um, honestly, spent more time with my friends and, um, more, more time and more affection. Mm. And that's the thing, like, I didn't see it when I was younger, thought everything was cool. But if I can go back in time, I'll give her that. Do you think you met her too soon in life? Do you think you should have met her now at 31, 32? Because you would know what to do with it. Honestly, no. No? You meet everybody at a certain time. Correct. For a reason. So I met her, boom. What's done is done. You know, like, it's done. You get what I'm saying? Like, I could still speak to her. But when's the last time you spoken to her? On my birthday. She called you? Text me. What did she say? Just happy birthday. What did that feel like? Nothing. 
How can it feel like nothing when you say you still miss her? I said I still love her. You don't miss her, but you love her. Correct. Because she's probably the only girl that yeah, survived. Yeah, down. Yeah, that survived. Survived this. Yeah. You weren't the easiest person in the relationship. Oh, trust me, I know. I was there, yeah. Uh, trust me, I know. And she, she stayed around that long. And then, like I tell other people, I'm just like, I'm surprised that she even stayed that long. You know, so I can't even really be upset that she left. Nah, let's let's back that up. Let's back that up. That can't you can't blame yourself. Well, you can blame yourself for that, but yeah, I'm I mean, saying it's, that it's a two way street. Two way street, but at the same time, I know you played a major part in it. But yeah, looking at myself on my end. Yes. Yeah. But that's when I knew. We sat down when you turned before you turned thirty. And I came back, I was doing some shows here, I lived in New York, and you said, I'm about to marry this girl. And you said, I'm gonna marry my best friend. And I told you I'm not gay, and I don't know how you can marry her. I do remember that shit. I said, I don't know how you can marry me, but you go, I'm gonna marry her. And I looked at you, I was like, you serious? And you were dead serious when you said that. And that's when you completely changed completely. Respecting her more, everything else. You started, shoot, you were holding doors and stuff like that. Y'all were like cooking together. Mm-hmm. She would start driving the car. Yeah, you know, you know, you can't. She would like when you, car. but like even when you, even when you were drunk, she was like, "I'm driving home tonight. I got him. I'm driving home tonight." And she was literally a military spouse. Yeah. She reminded me of those military spouses that. My husband's in the war, ba-da-da-da-da. I know how to hold him down. I know how to clean the gun, da-da-da-da. She knew where everything was. And it was to the point where I felt like a visitor there. And I was there probably longer than she was. And she, <laughs> remember when I got back? And she goes, we don't put our shoes there. I said, well, shoot, let me take my shoes off then. <laughs> yeah. So walk me through the proposal. Where'd you propose at? I actually proposed at... Um, Gas station? Nah. <laughs> we ain't on no office stuff. We're not on the office. Uh, nah, I proposed. Um, I, actually, it's kind of like a crazy story because I actually came down from my, I actually came back from Syria um, for my great-grandfather's funeral. And um, I had already bought the ring and everything like that. And um, I had to ship to my homeboy's house. And so, knowing Ray, she loves water. Um, I didn't have a lot of time. Uh, I wish, you know, I wish I could have did it a little bit better, but I didn't have a lot of time home. So went to my homeboy's keys house, and um, he put on something. I forgot what the heck he put on, but she was like, "Why is this playing? <laughs> like, why are you playing this?" A little mermaid. She, she kept asking him, and then she walked outside out the backyard on by the lake. You know, saying on one knee and asked her to marry me. She but cried. Before, but before I actually, I actually called her father mm. and um, asked him. You know, his blessing. What did he say? He said he's very appreciative that I actually did call and that I did ask for that because most people don't. And you know. Big fact is, me and her dad said, uh, shared the same birthday. <laughs> so we're both assholes. 
you know. I still talk to him too, you know. So she says yes, does she cry? No, she said, um, I'm glad you did ask me because a couple more, uh, another year I would have left you. <laughs> yeah. I remember her showing me the ring when I got back and I was like, what? And she's like showing me and excited about being engaged because you got engaged when you're 30, right? 29. 29. I got to think I got engaged when I was 30. Because I, my thing was I wanted to be married by the age of 30. And that's what your grandmother told me. We're at the yeah. wedding. And we got married on the 11-11. Oh, you just had it. So she's engaged. She calls her friends. You guys are happy. What? And the wedding. I go to the wedding. Wedding was nice. I think you were crying at the wedding, right? Uh, shut up. No, for real. I wanted to cry at my wedding to shut go up. viral. That's what I wanted to do. Shut up. That's We're not even going to go there. We're not even going to go there. My friend came like, with me. Seen her she, walk down the aisle. They got shut to you, up. right? Shut, shut up. She, she, did she wear heels too at the wedding? You know she's a giraffe. You know she wore heels. Yeah. But I remember me and a couple of your cousins, cousins were sitting there. And I was emotional. I was like, this, my friend, I was, like, I was like, I've never seen this nigga show any emotion for real. And I see her walking down the aisle. Then I'm like, freak, this guy might go viral if the camera got set up, right? <laughs> if, this is, if it's good enough, everybody, it was in some chandelier. I don't know where the freak it was. Some yeah, hotel, right? Yeah. Freaking yeah, super yeah. nice hotel. Yeah. You had the gray suit on. Y'all had matching grills and stuff like that. Yeah. And we grills, danced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the food was good. Food wasn't ready. But I was like, F, yeah, as soon as that food came, as soon as that food came, boy, we were all over that thing. Yeah, I was mad as hell about that. So we ate the food, right? And you're living married, right? What advice would you give a married man that just got married, newlywed, that's in the military just like you, that you know probably has a form of PTSD, everything else? On what would you say? When she asked you to seek help, seek help. How many times did she ask you? I can't even count. Did you? Because this is the person that. Sees you at your bur- your best, your worst, and when you're asleep. Oh, what did she tell you about what happens when you sleep? My nightmares. And so, like, she sees you when you're awake. Was that like a Christmas song? She sees you when you're awake and she sees, sees you when you, you sleep. When you're and so, with that being said, if she's asking you to get help, get help. And me being like we talked about earlier. Black stubborn, man, yeah. St- stubborn army. No, I don't need that. I don't need that. Papa this, Papa that. I would, I would go back and change that. You ever see her break down and cry in front of you? Multiple times. What does that feel like? I call her a little bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't man. laugh at that. I can't <laughs> laugh at. That. I can't laugh at this man. This I'm is sorry. Like, Jesus Christ. No, this effed like, up. Come back on. Back then, man. back then, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, stop acting like a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. Uh, Tough enough, like it ain't the end of the world. But now, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I see And I and I can't even shake my head at that because my lady says the same thing to me. Yeah, she goes, You got no emotions. Well she yeah. well, I changed now, but she goes, You've changed in the beginning. I didn't she goes, stuff you don't give an F about at all. Yeah. There's it's certain things, you know, like you just blow past it, just like, eh, it is what it is. You know. Um Do you think, right, do you think that 
her parents were rooting for you? Who yes. do you think was who do you think that was the person rooting for you in this situation? Do you think people were rooting for her to leave or people for rooting for you to change? What do you think the percentage was? Honestly, um I would say people were rooting for me to change. And some Cuz you did love her. Yeah. And, and when you're on your game, you're on your game. And some of the people that she brought close that wasn't family was rooting for her to leave. Back, back, back us up. What does that mean? There was a lot of negativity put on top of what was already going on. Would you consider that negativity or the negativity contribute to being friends that she met or friends that you introduced her to? Friends that I introduced her to. Because, you know, I don't, I don't, I wasn't around a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of wives. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot of my friends' wives. You know, when wives get together, army wives get together, you know what I'm saying? They talk. That's what they do. And um, once you get comfortable in that situation, then you feel like, okay, I can start telling this person everything. Because come to find out, um, this is one of the reasons why I fell out with uh, one of my homeboys. I really didn't fall out with him. I fell out with his wife. She was just like, oh, well, I told her not to marry your ass two years ago. And I said, but yet you've been allowing me in your house for all these years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. Um, you know, just very... Uh, I think I know who you're talking about, too. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I already know. As soon yeah. as you said that, I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. So, were you more upset that you trusted these people? For someone to be... Yes. So hard to yeah. trust... And I trusted, the thing was, I trusted my homeboy. And the extra was. He can't control his wife. He can't control his wife. Exactly. And that was the plus. And I'm not saying that he needs to control his wife, but he can't control what his wife says. Mm -hmm. No one can control the other spouse. And so, like, at that point, I trust my partner. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say, you know what I'm saying? You can't speak for your wife. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can, but. You could say, oh, well, she really didn't mean it, but she said it, she meant it. How long were y'all married before she left? God damn it. You're an asshole. Was it, what, a six month? Six months. Six months? Yeah. Six or five. Five or six months. We were together for seven years. I know. I was there. Do you remember what I told you guys about this wedding? Yeah. I said, if I come all the way out to Atlanta and y'all don't stay married for five years, I want all my money back. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And lady goes, don't worry. I said, no, they'll stay together. I said, if she was down for this long, I said, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? You know what I'm saying? And I said, the worst happened. Yeah, the worst happened. You know, she, I remember, and the crazy part is, um, the day she left, I was out here, you remember Meech? Mm-hmm. Me and Meech were sitting out here. We sat out here and chilled for a little bit. And um, she went inside, and then uh, she came back. I forgot what me and Meech were doing, and she gave me this cup. 
but she fixed me a, you know how she used to fix me a drink. Mm-hmm. She fixed me a drink. And I don't know if you've seen the wedding cups that we had, His Majesty and Her Majesty. Mm-hmm. And she fixed me a drink in His Majesty cup. And kissed me on my forehead. And said, well, I'm about to go to sleep. I said, all right, I'll be in the bed soon. I think I went to bed at like 2.45, cause it was already late, but we used to stay up late, you already know that. Okay. 2.45, she left the house at 4, 4.15. Mm. And that's the last time I saw my wife. No explanation, no nothing. Nothing. I, you know, I wake up. All right, she went to the store to go get make some breakfast or something. You know what I'm saying, like, or or something. Nah, call it block. You know what I'm saying. It, it was a hard. It was a hard thing. No, you wrapped up, man. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was up there because they weren't even returning my text messages. Huh? <laughs> they, she didn't return my text messages. <laughs> I was like, what if I invite them separately to my wedding and they meet up there like Parent yeah, Trap? Nah. She 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 was done with me, man. Like she all the way in Texas now. I'm like, goodness. Do you then, think but I talked to her, you know, me and her had a civil conversation. She was just like, I was so tired of Tampa and the drama that it brought us that I went to Texas because you remember we were supposed to be in San Antonio by this time of year. Come on. I looked at her, well I I sat down, I was like so you just gonna leave me with the mortgage? <laughs> like at least you can save me some money for the mortgage. So, um, what? How did, how long did it take for you to have a final conversation with her? How long was that? I'm about a good three four months. You know. She called or you called? You kept calling her? Yeah, I kept calling her. How did right. you get her number? If she blocked you. Excuse me. Um, WhatsApp and. <laughs> Like, trust me, bro. Like, I work IT. Oh, so you found me. You remember, I work IT. Mm-hmm. If there's a way I need to contact you, I can contact you. So, Do you think she appreciated you trying to fight for the relationship? Yes. She actually thought about coming back. What happened? I don't know. I, got her, I guess I got on my asshole shit again. I was off my meds. Do you think the man you are now was the man that she wanted? The question is actually, um, the man I am now shouldn't be the man that she completely wanted because I don't need to change myself for anybody. But you changed for yourself though. Exactly. But that she, she wanted you. She didn't want you to change for her. She wanted you to change for yourself. How do you know that? I've never been a light-skinned woman, so you're right. I don't know know what that's like. But out of all the people, I've seen you run through a couple of concubines. She was the only one that wanted you to be the best version of you. And I always wanted to be, I always wanted her to be the best version of her. And that's where our last argument before she left was, was, I need you to do better because you are worth better. 
and she took it as me talking down to her. Did you guys ever want to go to therapy? Did she want y'all to do couples therapy? Uh, in the big, I think yes, but then um, soon as she when she left, like I was down for that. I was like, hey, look, let's go to couples therapy before we make any rash decisions, and you know what I'm saying, like let's go to couple therapy. This is an observation I noticed about Ray that she in the beginning was very not as tough. Uh-oh. Then towards the middle. Oh yeah. She's a reflection of you. Yeah. She was tough as nails. Mhm. Wasn't taking no nonsense. Correct. And was saying she was checking a lot of your boys at that house too. Yep. This house became hers. Correct. Y'all became one. And I love that. So now, what has stopped you from going down to Texas and getting her? Are you fear rejection? No. I'm not afraid of anything in life anymore. Um, but that's something you want, though, right? I say it like this. Because you know what I've been going through for the past couple of... We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you leave me at my downtime. There's no reason for you to be in my life. When did you start spiraling down? Was it after she left? No. While you left, you started Yes. having seizures and stuff? No, it was worse than that. Like, I started spiraling down when I got back. Back from where did you go? Syria. Deployment? Syria. That was last year. That was, no. She'd been gone for two years. Two, two years ago. You get back from Syria. Yeah. She's like, you're not the same, yeah. everything else. Yeah, like, she started fearing for her life. And so... Do you blame her, though, for being scared? No, 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 that no. scared, no, though? No, no, I don't blame her. That's the thing. Like, that's the maturity that I see. Like, I'm not blaming her for that. But the only thing I do say is, if you're not there for me at my worst, you're damn sure ain't going to be there for my best. You don't think your worst was three years ago or four years? Yeah, I think she's with you for seven years. Mm-hmm. For you, that was your worst, but for her, she's probably seen worse. I still have to have a stable person around me just because of my disabilities. You when know. did the disability start? So she leaves, right? Yeah. She's leaving as you're going through this disability. I've always had these. These PTSD. The I've always had those. Always had those. Seizures. Yeah. seizures too? Yes. I've never known yeah. you had seizures. Yeah, I've always had it. My first one was 2011, 2010. What does she do when you have a seizure? How does she react? She's scared? Did she tell you? you Usually it happens in my sleep. I know, but that's crazy. That's like little Wayne having seizures and stuff. Yeah, but... Um, it's just. You ever have a seizure driving? No, that's a blessing, actually. That's Should you be driving? No. So you're telling me since 2011 you've had seizures? Mm-hmm. And I've just been riding in your car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm on, I'm on heavy medication now, you know what I'm saying, to help out. But, like, it, back then it wasn't so sporadic. So take me through this this low point. You get back from Syria, seizures start kicking up, everything, these disabilities start happening. 
uh, what, what, how do you, you fall hard. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I felt flat on my face. And then flipped over like I was a hamburger and fell flat on my back. Right. Mm. It was bad. How does the military help? What they did didn't. they say? They didn't. Why? They, they tried to send you to therapy. They tried to send you to here. Like, they honestly tried to give me a, a dishonorable discharge. Because of the medical stuff that you're going through? No, because of the stuff that I did when I was in the military. But that um, transpired from having these disabilities? Halfway, yes. Because your mind's not, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they tried to give me that, and I'm just like, me and my mom, you know, my mom, we, we fought for it. No, like, you know, just like, y'all not finna give me a dishonorable discharge. I made some calls to some pretty high people, and I got a call back within 45 minutes. Like, oh, where are you getting an a, a, a honorable discharge with something? I forgot what they said. But, you know, like, they just, military, they're going to try to screw you every time and every chance they get. And I probably didn't get ridiculed for that, for saying that, but they're going to try to screw you every time they ch they get. What does it feel being discharged? I mean, I want to stay in. Even though I just said that, I want to stay in. Because you're trained to stay in. This is your life. Mm -hmm. This is your comfortability. I'm comfort. It's a comfort zone for me. But, like, you got to think, I'm 32 years old. Retired at 32. I'm retired at 32. I'm, what else am I going to do for the rest of my life? You know what I'm saying? Like, make music. Make music. I mean, I'm already starting my businesses. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, I get are tired. You, are you happier? No. Actually, I'm more happier when I'm working. Because I get to interact with people. Instead of sitting here in this fucking big-ass house by myself. Do you feel Ray all over this house? Does this house remind you of her? No. I try to do everything to get rid of it. How? Just cleans her spirit out of it. What's it like when you start dating again? Is it weird? No. You don't think you'll ever go through the same fight? Do you think another woman can handle you? No. No. So what's the point of dating then? And I honestly had this conversation with my father a couple of days ago. Um, so to us, it's Max. If we don't settle down with the person that we think we should settle down with, we don't settle. And my dad was just like, yeah, well, I need some grandkids. And I said, well, dad, <coughs> you know, because he was like, you're in, you're in Orlando chilling with um, Rodney, my stepfather's family. And he was like, man, I wish the Max can do something like that. And I said, dad, you know what I'm saying, like me as a person, me as the oldest, that I'm going to try to actually start that to where we're all able to get together. So with that being said, I'm going to try to have at least a baby in every state. 
<laughs> you should have it outside the country so they can't do ch- exactly. And then I was just like, you know what? I could probably start having them outside. Outside the country would be a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. So we're at to Paris Mac now. Retired at thirty-two. Yep. New lease on life. What? What about music? Let's know before we go to that. Okay. How was before we go to Outcast? Because we could talk about music all the time. But how does your and Rodney's relationship change now? And how does your mom change? Because when you're going through this stuff, did you at least expect that they would be the ones to come and take care of you? Come help? Who are the people that shocked you that came to help you out when you were going through this these dark times? My mom, actually. My mom. Isn't it crazy how life yeah. circles back around? Yeah. The person in the beginning now is helping you right now. Yeah. My mother. Did you guys heal some heal some nope. stuff? No, you don't think so? Or do you guys think have y'all have the same energies so y'all clash heads? No, um, we still clash heads. You don't um, think you're like her? Hmm? You don't think you guys have the oh, same yeah, personality, that. that's why y'all clash heads that. a lot? I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact, and I've told her that. Like, we have, the, like, me and her, we're so headstrong. So, with that being said, you know, like, I just... I go with the flow with mm-hmm. her. And, um, you know, like today, I was on the phone with her, you know, just calling her back and whatnot. I said, Mom, this is what I need you to do. I need you to stop, take a minute, and enjoy it for yourself. You've been doing a lot with me, you've been doing a lot with Raymond, and you've been doing a lot with Ryan. Not to mention your husband, and then the house, and then yourself. I said, I need you to take a bath, drink some wine or whatever, and just clear your head and not think about anything. She was like, well, why are you telling me this about what it is? Like, Ma, like, I care. You know what I'm saying? Like, just do that. But this is a change, Paris, though. This is a change, Paris. How's therapy changed you? Therapy changed me to... How many times do you go a week? Um, I'm in therapy pretty much like five times a week, but it's different therapies. What therapies do you go to? Um, so I go to my physical therapy, um, mental therapy, EDMR, which is for my PTSD, um, speech therapy, and, um, OT, occupational therapy. No, that's pretty much the PT. Um, I think I just had it. I already said speech, right? Memory therapy. So then my nurse comes. What does she do when she comes? Uh, she either cooks for me or um, if I have food, she doesn't cook. Cooks for the week? Uh, for a couple of days until she shows up again. And then uh, she refills my medication. Did you lose the ability to cook? Um, at the point, I didn't lose the ability. I pretty much lost the will. The will because of the fact being that I have a short-term memory loss and seizures as well. So, like today, I was a nurse was coming. I fell asleep out here. Now 
imagine if I was cooking something. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Or let's say I was cooking something and I had a seizure. Now I'm burning up the house. When was the last time you had a seizure? Uh, last month. How bad was it? Uh, it was, I mean, I always have grandmas now. Um, grandmas? What's that? It's the um, elite seizure to where, like, either you're losing bodily functions or, like, you've pretty much lost all function. You pass out. You don't know where you are. Um, how do I say? You don't know where you are, what happened, and it just comes unexpectedly. So what... What do they prescribe for you to handle the seizures? I mean, I have Nothing, all the right? medication in there. So all the medication <laughs> stops you from having seizures? Oh, it's supposed to, yes. And, like, they're changing. The thing is... How many pills do you medication. consume a day? Hmm? How many pills do you consume a day? 26. 26 pills? Mm-hmm. At one time or 12 and 12 or 13 and 13? Uh, I take some in the morning and then at night. I really don't know how much it is per per, but I have a. Um, you don't feel like you, you don't feel like, what if you don't take your medication? Seizures happen. No, not necessarily, um, but I feel a different way. But you know, what I'm saying it's them putting me on the medication anyway. It make me feel some type of way, you know. So it's kind of, it's kind of. Yeah. Medicine made you lose weight too. Yeah, it did a lot. So I used to weigh like one ninety. I know. Yeah. How do you feel right now? Um, tired. Tired, but how do you feel right now? Do you feel like a new lease on life a little bit? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because like now I'm, you seem like mentally your mind's clear. Yeah. You seem like you got all the help that you need. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it's a new, we're on another lap of the next decade. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I was just explaining that earlier. Like, have a new outlook on life, you know. Like, the conversation I have with people now, it's just straight positive. Like, you know, my mom, sometimes she tries to come to me with negativity. It's like, hey, look, mom, I'm not on that. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know, I still got a pending freaking felony case or they're trying to send me to jail for freaking 50 years. Mm-hmm. You know, like, to me, like, what's ever going to happen is going to happen. You know, like, I don't feel like I need to just mainly focus on that. Right. You know, like, let me live my life. Like, I'm going to be happy. Um, it just, I don't know, man. I don't get upset no more. Like I used to. You're at peace. Yeah, I'm at peace. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. I'm at peace. All right. This, I know I've asked a lot of questions, but these are, these are called the hilltop questions, right? Okay. You can answer these questions however you want to. All right. You can take as much, as long as you want to. And this is how we, the final questions. Question number one, do you believe in God? I believe there is a higher power, correct, yes. Okay. Do you have a favorite person in the Bible? Favorite person in the Bible would be, um, this New Testament, what is it? What is Jezebel? It? No. 
Um, it's not Michael. Dang, I have to remember it. When's the last time you had a nightmare? Yesterday. What was that about? Me losing my father. What about that hurt you? What about that? Have you just never... Because if you look at the arc of your dad, if you start in the beginning from the stories you've told, it wasn't really in your life, but that time picking you up, dropping you off, to you guys reestablishing yourself when you get into your teens and him telling you to you know, put, put that alternative lifestyle down. And to now, I've seen plenty of times of you and your dad just talking about DJ equipment, everything else, and him talking about music. Your relationship with him has grown more to a father-son relationship. Yeah. It has, and like I said, it's, it's him. Like, um, I don't know. Like, just my dad. Do you think you helped your dad become a man as well? Do you, how? I how? Do. Because do. your brother's raised completely different. Yeah, my brother, and that's one thing that completely I, different. That's one thing that I um, told him as well. Um, about the abandonment and the separation issues with um, my stepmom raising him differently and raising me differently, like how I felt that, you know, oh, well, he can get away with this, but I can't. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more so oh, he gets treated differently. Like He's very supported. Huh? He's yeah, very he's supported. very supported, yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I had my car shut up shot up multiple times, you know, and I'm getting hammered for it. My car, my, my brother get his car shot up. It's like nothing. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I don't need you to smoke weed. I get hammered for if I try to smoke weed or if I have any drug paraphernalia in my vehicle, but yet he's in the backyard smoking weed. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, it's always the second child that gets a better, you know, he gets the, he gets like the grandparent form of him. Yeah. He gets piccolo. He gets nice piccolo towards Gohan. Do you think it's because, if you notice, that your brother took your dad's, even though y'all both were musical, but your brother, even though you say you can DJ as well, mm-hmm. but your brother, your dad kind of, no. men, you don't think your brother learned it on his own or your dad mentored him a little bit? I mentored him. You taught your brother how to DJ? Yes. I mentored the five minute drill, everything else you taught everything. him. Everything. Yes. Because I taught him on the um when we had wax, we had wax first. But where did you get the wax from? Uh, Christmas gift for him actually. But your dad showed you how to DJ, right? Technically a little bit. But my um my dad got the wax for him because I this was one of the days that I was somewhere else where I had to be like mm-hmm. with my mom's family or somewhere, I don't freaking remember. And my dad got him some wax turntables. He pretty much just was like, eh, whatever, and walked off. And me, uh, okay, and I started playing with him. And then we didn't have enough records, so then we switched to um, CDs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he still wasn't interested. And so like I took him in as being like a big brother. Hey, look. Come on, man, just learn this. You know what I'm saying? You can do this, 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 this. And then uh, we moved to USBs because then I, at that time I had my own um, label. Not label, but like promotion set behind me. And it was a green light or whatever. And um, 
I started doing that. So then he started getting interested. So then I still kept, this is before I joined the military, I still kept him on, him on, him on, boom, 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 teaching him, nope, that doesn't sound right. Nope, that doesn't sound right. Nope, that doesn't sound right. Hey, you need to blend it like this. See how that sounds higher? You turn this down, boom. Mm. And it got to the point before I left to go to the military, me, my little brother, and my dad was outside DJing together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then he took it from there. After that, once I went to the military, he took it from there. You know, and um, got him a couple of gigs, Ludacris, um, who else, Wayne. He actually did the freaking, what, is, what do they have in Houston? Um, the Trey Wade? The Final Four or something like that. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. He did that. He's been everywhere. Like, he actually, and one thing that I do love about my brother, and nobody really knows his story, is that he turned down a 2011 Super Bowl to watch me get on a plane to go overseas. He turned down a Super Bowl for that? Yes. What's your relationship with all your different siblings? Horrible. Even with the one that DJs? Yep. Why is that bad now? When I say horrible, I'm not able to speak like we, we don't talk you don't even talk to your little brother what's stopping you from texting him saying i love you i do you don't respond back you don't respond back i mean one brother works dj hours so that's like that's the other what's his name that's kobe kobe is dj little, kobe yeah you guys to speak we don't what happened for y'all not to speak he worked dj hours but he can still text does he text you back though no barely but you guys do text though just like a form of the, communication. The last, the last text I got from him was uh, three days before my birthday. What did he say? I texted him and was just like, hey, look, man. I called him. Hey, look, what's up, man? I'm just checking in on you. So, yeah, I'm, at, I'm working right now. And I was just like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Much love. Just hit me up when you get a chance. Okay. The next one. Ryan. I mean, Raymond. Raymond. What's Raymond up to? He's in college. I just talked to him yesterday. He's in college. That's something. You spoke to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just sister. No, no, I ain't got no sisters. Those. Oh, you talking about Bianca and uh, Melanie? Those are the ones I call my sister. I talked to them on my birthday. Okay, so it's just four of y'all. Your mom has three kids. Mm-hmm. Raymond, you. Ryan. And Ryan's in college. No. Ryan's Raymond's a baby, right? Isn't Ryan like yeah, 10? No, Ryan's six or seven. Oh my God, they waited a long time. <laughs> yeah, but we're all separated. I'm 32. Raymond is 20 something. Ryan's seven. All right. Uh, next question uh, What's your biggest fear? I don't have any. Okay. Actually, I mean, if. if if I had one, it will be motorcycles because you can't really fear death because death comes to everyone. A lot of people are afraid of death. So you're afraid of motorcycles? I'm afraid to... Ride get, on one? Yeah, because I know how I would get. I'm afraid of myself. How about that? That's a good one. When's the last time you had a panic attack? Uh, two months ago. What were you panicking about? I don't even know. I was asleep and then I just had one. Do you believe in soulmates? Um, 
In a way, yes. But I believe everybody has that one person, like you, like we were talking about earlier, that friend. Um, soulmates, to me, are not actually um, presented as, how do I say it? As somebody that you're going to spend your life with. Mm-hmm. Um, soulmates can be people that you know that can be a friend and you know you just have that strict strong bond with them without anything else or you can have something else into it but it's really not about just relationship wise I think that's where a lot of people get confused at wow Okay, this last question is a serious question, right? I'm going to ask you the same question over and over again, and your goal is to go beyond yourself, right? It's called, who are you? So if I was to say, like, who are you, and I had to respond, like, who are you, Jared Waters? Who are you, stand-up comic? Who are you, writer? Who are you, two-time wrestling champ? Who are you? So the goal is, I'm asked the same question. The goal is to go beyond yourself. Are you ready? Yep. All right, who are you? A king. Who are you? A king. Who are you? King. Who are you? God. Who are you? God. Who are you? A king. Who are you? And a God. Who are you? King and a God. Who are you? King and a God. Who are you? King and a God. If your life was a book, right, and someone handed this book and they gave this book to your great great grandkids and they said, This is the Paris Max story, what do you want them to say about you? He was a very intelligent God and a king. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Jared Waters. This is the podcast One Man, One Tree, and a Hill. This is Paris Mack. All right, all right. How can the people find you? Uh, you can go to my Instagram, OYB59. Facebook is uh, DMACK, D-E-E-M-A-C-K. If y'all want to still um, get my businesses running. What about uh, the music? How can they find the music? Um, it's actually Sledge, uh, like a sledgehammer, um, E-N-T. Um, also, I'm actually starting a church as well for youth to learn about their history um, as far as doesn't matter what race, what religion. I'm actually starting that, and that's hopefully going to be up and running by summer of next year. Um, so, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the return of the Mac, ladies and gentlemen. Return? Oh, damn, you should have played that. <laughs> return of the Mac. I call it return of the Mac because you're returning back to a new form of yourself. A new form of myself, you are correct. That's what we're going to call this episode, return of the Mac. You've You've lived a life for like a lot of people. Yeah. And now you got the life in your hands now. You didn't even talk about like getting blown up or shot out the helicopter or nothing. nothing, nothing I didn't know if you wanted to go there. That's why I said your yeah, military I, experience and I didn't want to trigger anything else. Yeah, you good, you good. Man, I'm good now. I'm But I'm, I'm glad you said it though. We're still recording, so I'm glad yeah. you said that. I'm good now, man. Like I'm at I'm at peace with a lot of things. Do you hear explosions at night? Oh, uh, no, I don't hear explosions at night. Um, that's why I always have to have something playing. Like, I can't sleep in silence. And I also have to keep my hand on the wall. As you sleep, you keep your hand on the wall? Yes. Why? Vibrations. Because if somebody's coming in the house, I feel the vibrations. When I was overseas, only way I knew that I was getting attacked was vibrations from the wall. And how did you get shot at a helicopter? Freaking private, didn't know how to freaking re-rack its gun, and we got hit from his side. Mm. Yeah, that was my first seizure. 
I got a question for you. I know we stopped the podcast, but I got another question for you. Mm-hmm. If Ray told you and granted you one last conversation, what would you say to her? I've already said what I had to say. Was she receptive to it? I don't know. I've already said what I had to say to her. I've already apologized. Is there anything that you want to hear from her? Honestly, no. Has um, she walked through these doors? Is she welcome? Yeah. Not still really. married, though? Not really, but yeah. You haven't signed the paper, still married? The papers are sending. Honestly, you know, after ten years in the military, they can take half your retirement. No, they can't. Yes, he can. No, they can't. It only takes ten. No, they can't. And you get ten years, you get that retirement, baby. So Damn. you got eight years to figure whatever you got out. I if you're ten years in one day, they get half your retirement. No, my medical. They'll get whatever you. I didn't do twenty, so now I'm medical. They still get retirement. I still got the time you put in. But the <laughs> divorce. Papers, you better start thinking about it. Yeah, I'm about to start thinking about it. Think That's about it. If she puts ten, if y'all stall for ten years, on the tenth year in one day, she'll get half your retirement. The uh, divorce papers are actually right there on her side of the bed. What are you waiting for her to sign them? Mm-mm. I have to sign them. You still haven't signed it yet? Nope. What are you stalling for? I don't know. Think it'll come back? I don't think she'll ever come back. She doesn't She doesn't need to. And then, like I said... What if you move to worst. Texas? And then, like I said, you left me at my worst. You don't think after all this stuff you don't have no forgiveness in your heart? I do. You can't forgive that and move on? Why would I? Soulmates, man. Soulmates are not always a relationship. But then again, you don't think you drug her to hell a little bit, though? Yeah, I know I drug her through hell. Hell and back. Shit, I've been drugged through hell and back. God damn it. Correct. But you, like, drowned her underneath the water, then pulled her up to breathe, then pushed her back down. And then the last little bit was what? Bringing her up. So she could leave. Up out of the water. So she could leave. So we got married, and then she left. But it was about to go back down again. In her eyes. I'm curious where this podcast is going to go 10 years from now when we redo this. Because everybody drops a time capsule and see your life when you're 42. Or when everything else, because we all changed. The return of the Mac. You know what would be crazy if she does come back? And it will be return of the Mac. She still didn't even take my last name. Uh, she didn't? Nope. Did y'all talk about that? Mm-mm. Dang. But she took that car, though. <laughs> yeah, she took my damn car. <laughs> she took that car. <laughs> nah, man, it's all good, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least she got transportation down there. Woo do woo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't hold any animosity. It's a decade, man. It's almost a decade worth of love, man. Yeah, I know. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't find nobody that is going to laugh at little corny jokes that I do. Yeah, we're a team, man. Yeah. It is what it is, though, because one thing that I did, and I hate to say it, one thing the military taught me, that everybody's going to be around forever. 
ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Paris Mack. He dropped his social media already. And we like to leave it like this, ongoing conversation. Because me and him talk like this all the time. This is just one time the cameras are rolling and one time the audio's on. Uh, follow us on Instagram, wherever you want to see us. This is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. Good day, good night, wherever you are in the world. Well, that was the Paris Mac story, a.k.a. Return of the Mac. And what you heard at the end of the podcast, that's just how we talk. We could go on for hours and hours and hours. And uh, <laughs> it was crazy because uh, I, he hit me up. He goes, what's part two? I said, part two is the second hour. He goes, dang, I could keep going. I feel like you know, we could keep going. But we always talk for hours and hours. So when I get back to Tampa, he might be the first person we do part three and part four with. Uh, sometimes, you know, you don't want to trigger other type of memories. But it turns out he was down for it. So we talked about him getting shot out of helicopter and stuff like that. His life, trust me when I say his life is interesting, and we probably got maybe the spark notes of it. So when I head back to Tampa, uh, we're going to get it all. We're going to go back all. Or maybe it might be a recurring thing. Every time we go to Tampa, we, we check in with the Mac and see how his life is doing. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the podcast. This is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. It's a podcast about being alone for your own thoughts and making a time capsule of a person, time, place, a thing. That's what it's about. And when we don't do that, we review One Tree Hill episodes. <laughs> and uh, we're going to start knocking them out. Uh, happy, have a wonderful day, night, wherever you're listening to us. All right, G-double-O, a.k.a. Garrett McCall, a.k.a. The Rolling Doja. Take us out with this theme song. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. Said, uh uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon. <laughs>